Just oh, mail. What's this? What? Simon? Simon? What? 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 A website fees are coming up for renewal. Oh, good gracious! I knew it was that time of year. I completely forgot about it. Have you got any money? No, I spent it all on booze. I've got a fiver in here somewhere. That's not enough. I also spent that on booze as well. <laughs> Where are we going to get some money for the website? I wonder. Well, what about listeners? If you would like to help us with the covering the costs for the podcast, you can go to the website buymeacoffee.com. That's B-U-Y-M-E-A-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. Search for Revelation Station. And you can donate the cost of a coffee. That's three dollars to the running costs of our podcast. A small donation, that's all we're asking for. It just covers the cost of our equipment and the, the price of keeping our website up and running. We're not begging because we're not beggars. We are despite, begging. Yeah, despite no matter what you see on a Friday night outside the pub, we don't beg very often. But it's just to help with the fees. You don't have to. Everything will always remain free, as always. But just if you're feeling extra generous and you've got $3 loose in your pocket, we could do with it just as a little helper. Thank you very much. Thanks, listeners. Bye. Well, I've heard getting a train was murder these days, but that was ridiculous. Yeah, I certainly won't be getting a train anytime soon. Well, till we have to go home, of course. So... How do we get to these law officers to sign the papers? Tube? <laughs> I should Coco. We'll take a taxi. Feeling flush, are we? No, it's just we have to be quick. Uh, something I haven't told you. I um, don't, don't quite know how to break this. Uh, are you... are you my father? What? Now, could I... you're older than me. Why would you think that... No, no, no. It's about the deal I made with Big Jim. It stipulated that as one of the conditions we had to set off on a certain date, at a certain time, and be in the lawyer's office by 1pm or the deal's void. That sounds overcomplicated. Why wouldn't you tell me? Because I knew you'd only worry and start panicking. Panic? I'm not panicking! You're panicking! Calm down! Pull yourself together! And that's a lot of pulling, folks. You're saying we have to get across London in one hour? Exactly. So, it's a bit like around the world in 80 days. And I'm Phileas Fogg, and you're Passepartout. Sort of. Get time, Willy Fogg. No one's going to believe that you're the brains of this operation. Why not? I don't understand. Exactly my point. Here's a cab. Now get in, and let's get this show on the road. Morning, squires. Welcome to my Sherbert Dave. Where to? Chapel Street. And don't spare the horses. God blimey, me old china plates. Hold on to your syrup of figs and Alan wickers. You better ask or brace yourselves, as we might have some barney rubble on the old frog and toad. The old Sweeney Todd will be in a complete bottling glass. What? Uh, leave this to me, Simon. I speak cockney. Listen, Mush, get out of our boat race and just drive the jam jar, because I'm completely Hank Marvin and this is making me Tom and Dig. Furthermore, my skin and blister could drive this sherbet better than you, you great baked bean. So if you want some bees and honey, you better get us where we want to go, cock and hen, or I'll stick my daisy roots right up your bottling glass. Furthermore, we aren't tourists, so you don't have to tour like that. Oh, why do you say so, chaps? Won't be ticked, you'll be there in just a couple of minutes. Ampton Wick. So, would any of you chaps like to hear my opinions on Brexit? Not even slightly. Racism? Rise of illegal immigrants? No, thank you. 
you know what I had in the back of my cab last week? Don't really care. Unless they had a contagious disease. They didn't have a contagious disease, did they? Don't think so. Oops, hang on. Watch it, lady. How rude. Yeah, and the same to you. Huh. Didn't know they let nuns drive. We should have taken the tube. Christ, look out. Bicycle. <laughs> I think that was Boris Johnson. Oh, can we go back? Why? Do you want an autograph? No, I thought we might have another goat hitting him. Sorry, Squire. No can do. Damn. Wait a minute. I get it now. We're in a cab. The album we're going to talk about is Abacab. This is your roundabout way of creating a segue, isn't it? Mm, partially. But we are going to see... Uh, filthy, rich and cat flap, lawyers to the gentry, to be exact. Shysters. But couldn't we have done this up north? Do we have lawyers up north? Yes, but no. Big Jim was very insistent it was these. I think he thinks we won't make it in time. Almost like there might be somebody holding us back, dragging us down, upsetting everybody we meet. Who do you think he means? Mm, really couldn't say. Ooh, ooh, ice cream, ice cream man. Can we stop and get an ice cream? Cabby, pull this stinking, filthy death trap over so I can get an ice cream. What is it, Cabby? Stinking? I'll have you know I just had this cab fumigated. Get out. Damn. Gary, pay the man and follow me. Here, Cabby. Catch. Oi, that's only 50p. So where are we going now? Look, over there, a rickshaw. Just run through this traffic and we can borrow that and be on our way. There, jump on the front and go for it. Why do I have to pedal? You look like you could do with the exercise. Is it far? We have to cross the river. On a rickshaw? Obviously not. Good, because I don't think I bought my trunks. Thank God. The sight of you and your trunks is not something I wish to see today. Or any day. Are we there yet? I don't know. I can't see round your massive backside. This is getting harder. Or am I getting heavier? Or... No, wait. We have a puncture. Crap. Leave it. I can see the river from here. I don't know where the nearest underground is. We'll have to take a boat across the river. Look, down there, a boat. Hey there, we need to get across the river to Gallows Reach. Can you take us to the Gallows? I'll take you to the Gallows any day, you northern bird. Excellent. Gary, down the ladder. I haven't got my sea legs. You've barely got human legs. Now hold on. Well, this may take a while. Shall we discuss Abacab? So this is Abacab, Genesis's 11th studio album. I know, I know. Who would have thought they'd get to 11? I, I mean... mean Considering where they started all those many, many... Well, not that many, really. 12 really. years. 12 yeah. years since they released their first album. But that's pretty good going. It's I mean, really there's a lot of bands these days who released, you know, like, three at mm. that time. And they've managed to do 11. Yep, and all pretty good. Not only that, but they've, they've been 11 very individual albums. Definitely, as we have discussed many times before. Yeah. They change sound from album to album. This really is the biggest change in sound though if you it think is. about it yeah yeah no it, it it's quite clearly the mm. biggest change in sound they've gone from we saw in the last album in duke how they'd started going from much shorter more poppier tracks mm-hmm. this has taken it right to the extreme of that. it has it has um i mean this this was a conscious effort on their part 
to change the way they sounded. And rumour has it they recorded a double album's worth of material yes. and then discarded over an hour's worth of material because it was too samey. Yeah, I mean, God knows why they want any more samey stuff on this album because there's quite enough samey stuff on here already. <laughs> um, little spoiler there for, for my, <laughs> what my thoughts of this album are. Mm. But to be fair, I mean, they're trying something very new on this album. Um, they've gone from, you know, this is an extreme for what they were trying to yeah. do. Yeah. So it's it's very experimental in that that respect. Mm. I mean, a lot of what we're going to hear on this album, again, spoilers. Yes. But to me, it sounds like a lot of stuff that should have been on face value for Colin Solo. Yes, that's definitely something that you could you could look yeah, at. It's definitely the style and tempo that we see mm. on that album. Yeah. Um, whether he had uh, an influence over everybody else in this, I think, mm. or whether everybody's coming around to that way of thinking, yeah. I don't know. But it does sound very face value. Yeah. Well, they had quite a long break between the end of the Duke tour and them actually going and recording this album. Yeah, it was just over a year, wasn't it? Yeah, because they were building their own studio. They built Fisher Lane Farm? Yeah, that's correct. Um, famously, they recorded all their albums after that. So this is the first album they've recorded in England since The Lamb? That's right, yeah. So now they've got their very own recording studio and rehearsal room. That's right, so they don't have to worry about the cost of the studio while they're recording their album, which lets them be a bit more experimental. Yeah, they're not always thinking, well, we've only got three hours left, I'm going to get turfed out. Yeah. Now they can just jam and jam and jam. Yeah, exactly. I mean, on this album, they were working some really serious hours, 14 hours a day in some cases. Yeah, I mean, it's for... For two months, they wouldn't have been able to afford to do that in a studio. No, it would cost them a fortune. Yeah, you have to pet, you have to already go into a studio with what you have in mind pretty much laid down. Yeah, otherwise it's going to cost you a fortune. Um, so the other uh, notable thing about this album is that it was the first album since Trick of the Tail that wasn't produced by David Henschel. No, they've gone for a new producer this time. Yeah, Hugh Padgham. Who yeah, who also produced uh, Face Value for it, Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel's third album, uh, of which Phil Collins. Uh, which basically where Phil Collins invented that drum sound that uh, he became so famous for. Yeah, I didn't realise he did Peter's uh, album mm. as well. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he worked with Peter a couple of times. Um, but on that album, he does the very first track, Intruder. He drums on quite a few tracks on Peter Gibbs. But yeah, so Hugh Padgham was credited as engineer, with the band credited as producers. Oh, OK. So it was also the first one that they had produced as well. So by the time they went into recording this album, Face Value had been released and had been a huge hit. So they already had that sort of in the background. Um, so maybe you saying that a lot of the songs on here sound a lot different and a lot like they could be on face value, That's maybe that's why they were tailoring their sound to be a bit more in that vein. Well, they were definitely going for a more poppy vibe with mm. this album. You could say now they're no longer really prog rock at this point. This is not a prog rock album. Mm, yes, yes and no. The album as a whole, I completely agree, is not a prog rock album. But it has got those prog rock tracks on. So, you know, he's got Dodo Lurker, that's not a pop song. Abacab. And Abacab, that's not a pop song. But then it has got the pop songs as well. So there's yeah. still, I mean, this is kind of the pattern they're going to follow from now until, certainly until Calling All Stations, where the majority of the songs are shorter with one or two very long proggy tracks on. Yeah, but I think this one has more pop overtones to it than some of the yeah. later albums. Yeah. Um, they definitely experiment with pop more on this album yeah. than, I mean, for example, on the very next album. It is the early 80s. Mm. I mean, this is where pop music was really sort of... We're getting a lot of new wave bands coming in. Yes. So we're I mean, getting a lot of different sounds yeah. in the charts. Um, 
So it's understandable they're going to try something new as well. Um, they're not necessarily pop songs as you think of them now, mm. but they are pop songs when you consider you've got bands like Spandau Ballet, mm-hmm. various other bands who are all doing yep. you know romantic songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Adamant. Yeah, Adam, well, not so much Adamant, mm. but yes, <laughs> those sorts of things. So it's understandable that they're going to try that. Yeah, because otherwise they're not going to appear in the charts. Yeah, and also, I mean, Phil's already said when they were recording Duke that he got bored of that style of music that was that was the old style, like cul-de-sac on Duke. He said bored of that sort of music, so they yeah. were trying to do something new that would interest them and hold their interest to make more albums, basically. So at this point, they're commercial, as commercial as they need to be. They, but if you, if they continued along this track, mm. short pop songs with lots of romantic tracks on it. Do you think they would have lasted another but, but ten they, years? But they did. That's exactly what they did. I don't know. I don't know if it was... I mean, to me, this is where the band stops progressing. Yes. This change in sound is this is where they're... This, right, this is how they are from now on. And whereas this album's completely different to Duke, which was completely different to... Uh, and then there were three, which was completely different to Wind and Wuthering. Now you've got Abacab, and then the next album's Genesis... Kind of the same, and they don't really change the sound too much now. Oh, well, I, I would disagree with you, um, mainly because I think the next album—I know we don't want to do spoilers, mm. but it's definitely heavier and harder than mm. this one in the use of instruments and percussion mm. specifically. Um, yeah, they've got some great pop songs yeah. on it, um, but not as wishy-washy, romantic as some of the ones in on this mm. one. If you know, if, yeah. if you get what I'm saying, this, yeah. uh, this album is is a fine album as it stands. Mm-hmm. Not one of my favourite Genesis albums. Mm. I have to admit and say that now. Okay, it's probably one of the least albums I've listened to. Yes, of the later tri- yeah. later set. It's a good album, but it's a bit twee in places. Hmm. Well, we'll come into that in the individual tracks. When we, we get will to. indeed. Yeah. Um, so yeah. anyway, this was released September eighteenth, nineteen eighty one. It was, and it was a relatively good hit. Yeah, I mean, I look, mean, it, it got gold within a month. Yeah, got to number one. Yeah. Another number one. That's the second number one album. They released did you? four singles off this. They did, although one of them wasn't released in the UK. It was only released in uh, North America. Well, which one was that? No reply at all. Oh, okay. Uh, got to number seven in Canada, I believe. Wow, so, <laughs> that's crazy Canadians. Yeah, they love they love them. What do you think of the cover? Is it was by Bill Smith, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, he was a, a quite a good artist at the time, um, and it. it, it Max of 80s is mm. that sort of bright colours, yeah. abstract patterns mm-hmm. that you got to see on a lot of t shirts. Yeah, then. I mean, it, it works well, I think, as an album, but I'm not sure it works with the music again. No, 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 it sounds uh, this is gonna sound weird, but the cover looks more exciting than the album is. It's only a couple of colours with a splash up the middle, mm-hmm. but it's quite dynamic in a if that if that's a way of putting it, mm. it's quite quite simplistic, but it's bold, it's bold and dynamic, yeah. Whereas this album isn't. Mm, well, I don't know about that. But anyway, um, but it was, they released the album in four different colour schemes to start off with. Three, really? three of them that. were limited runs that only the initial batch had those and then the the one that we know with the very dark blue and the, the, the yellow that, that's the most familiar, that was the one that was that was intended to be the final finished version the of the cover. Um, but they, yeah, they released three other versions of it that, uh, in a limited run. Yeah, it was created from torn paper and uh, apparently Mike Rutherford saw it in Bill Smith's portfolio. He designed a similar thing to be the cover of a book. Uh, just as an example of this is what he could do for a cover of a book. And Mike Rutherford apparently saw it and went, oh, I like that, I like that. Uh, Bill Smith said that Genesis were very forthcoming in what they didn't like. Yes, yeah. But, but not very with, helpful what they with what they wanted. did want. Yeah, yeah. so... 
So anyway, that album cover, I, I quite like the album cover because I quite like the, the minimal, bold design of the, the cover. It's that But out. it's not my favourite album cover by a long time. No, but it, it, it's similar in theme, I think, to the next album. Mm. You know, just bold use of colours, mm. but very simplistic in yeah. its style. Yeah. We, we, we've gone away from the... Uh, filigree and yeah. various other... The foxtrot yes. getting as much as possible in the details as you yeah. possibly can. Now they've, be, they've, to, they've become more abstract. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even Duke, to yes. a certain extent, could be said to be fitting for the mm. album because it's a you know, yeah. the person looking out. Yeah. But this has no relation to the album at all. No. Nothing. Nothing. It's just a pretty picture. Yeah. Just a pretty picture. Just strips of paper. Stuck on a, it's just strips of paper stuck on page. Yeah, anyone can do that. I could do that. Yeah, so we mentioned earlier that they apparently had uh, enough tracks for a double album and got rid of a lot. Uh-huh. They decided they were going to go with more band-collaborated written tracks than they were with solo tracks. Which is what they did in the last album. Which is what they felt were the stronger tracks on Duke. Yeah. So they decided to strip that. So out of the nine tracks, three of them are solo written tracks so why do they all sound like they should be on Phil Collins album <laughs> do they mostly well like I say maybe they were trying to imitate that that style because Phil yeah. had such Phil's a huge just had a great hit. album let's copy that well, maybe so maybe so you know mm. you know. but then again you know that maybe they were sensing that Phil's album was, was a sign of the times mm. and they thought well this is obviously the sound that people yeah. want to hear at this point in time so and also, be... also you've got to bear in mind up to the point of face value and, and Duke Phil hadn't really been writing much. No. He'd been contributing to the arrangements of things, and he had written some of the lyrics in the past, but he hadn't gone in with, this is a song I wrote from start to finish with all the lyrics complete, there you go, let's record this. He'd just been adding his contributions to it. But from Duke, he'd started to bring his own stuff in, and maybe that dynamic's changed now. There's not just Mike and Tony writing stuff, Phil's writing stuff as well, so it changes the sound. Also, the fact that he's got a hit album behind him yeah. probably adds a bit more weight to his voice. And he has a, a better pop voice than Michael Tony. Yeah. I mean, Tony's often said that his default is to go for the more classical style. Um, so perhaps the fact that Phil's got a very strong pop orientation, it means that changes it. So they, they go, oh, yeah, actually, because that was the stuff they liked. That was what they liked when they first started writing music. They wanted to be like the Beatles or stones and they were writing pop I forgot songs. about that they did didn't they yeah so yeah. they're just going back to doing that and now they've suddenly got a very strong pop songwriter they're making use of it making money making money mm. show me the money so did they take this on tour they did um, it lasted about four months so they went from September to December 1981 toured around North America and Europe including the UK and they um, they recorded quite a few of the shows which they used on their Three Sides Live album so a three, four months tour. That's quite yeah. short for them, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Up to this point, they were doing quite long tours. Yeah, I mean, they were doing 18 months, but now they, they're making money off the records, so they don't need We don't need to tour. tours. They don't need to tour as much. But this tour was notable because it was the first time they used the lights that they became famous for, the very lights, which what? was a technology that they invested in and helped to develop and then used. So they're like the big aircraft hangar-style lights that lots and lots of bands use nowadays. That was they. They basically helped to develop those by paying for them. I did not know yeah, that. And it's the first tour they used them. So on every tour they've done so far, they've started the sets with a track of the previous album, which was the one they chose this time. This was Behind the Lines and Duchess on this tour. Wow. Yeah, a good opener for a concert. Very good opener. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's the, that's the one they did. Although, on this tour in Holland, very very famously, whenever they played a track from Abacab, they were booed. Really? Yes. Why is that? Um, is it not very popular in Amsterdam? I, I just think it wasn't popular with Genesis fans, and they just booed them. That's quite understandable because oh. this is quite a departure from what we're used yep, to. Yep, it sure is. It makes a lot of sense when you think about it. To be fair, this is why I haven't heard this album much. It's mm. not one of my favourite albums. I mean, it's almost. A, they could have almost changed the name of the band, and you wouldn't have been any the wiser. What to Mike and the Mechanics? Mm, yeah, yeah. Fill in the mechanics. Yeah, fill in the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Filling it in. Filling it in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's. I'm not surprised mm. because if you'd gone to see this band with the history they've got and the tracks they've mm -hmm. usually played and then you start getting me and Sarah Jane that's going to be quite a departure mm, definitely yeah. or you know who done it yeah well yeah yeah but yeah so they were booed a few mm. times and yet they still carried on in this town yeah but looking at it then after that they they tended not to play very much from Abacab after that but as I said earlier, when they come on to the next album, Genesis, yep. again, they beef it up a bit. Yep. So at least you maybe appease the rock fans a bit more. Maybe, maybe. Because even though the songs are still poppy, mm. they've got a hardcore drum beat to them. Yeah, but they've got those long songs. And every album from now, apart from Cornwall Stations, has longer songs on it. So they don't completely ditch the prog. No. But, but, but a lot of their songs that they're going to do in the future, there's a lot, quite a lot of them have got a story to them. Yes. Um, which is not a departure from what they've done, but it's a story you can understand, which yeah. is a departure from what they've <laughs> yeah. done before. Yes, exactly. They, they're more um, coherent story-wise yes. yes. now. Less arty-farty. Yes. And more, this is a story. Yes. Listen to it. Please. Yes. But talking of arty-farty, shall we uh, play the first track? Let's. Let's which have a list. It? It's the title track, Abba Cab. Is it a bird? <laughs> and that is our only time we're going to sing on. <laughs> um, so, what do you think? Um, it's another great opening track. It is a good, powerful it's, track. Uh, it's a good... It punches you in the face and kicks you when you're down because it's, uh, it's that powerful. It doesn't. It rubs your face in the gutter. Exactly. And then rips your Yes t-shirt up and throws it in the gutter with you. Oh, vicious. <laughs> but I like this track. I it's, do. It's, it's great. One of the, it's a good track. Mm. 
Um, and you know what abacab means and refers to? Well, it's apparently it's the structure of the song. They wrote little bits that they labelled A, B and C and they just kept playing around with them and moving them about. Um, and at one point it said abacab. Mm. Um, although apparently it's closer to A, 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 B, B, C, 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 A, A, B, 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 something like that. Apparently, yeah. But yeah. Actually, according to Tony, yes. it's actually... A C C A A B B A A C. So how do you pronounce that? Akabakak. Akabakak. That's a better title. I like. I like Akabakak. Akabakak. Why didn't they start with that? Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. That would be great on a t-shirt. But a great opening track. It's a great opening track. Powerful. Same as always. While it's a great opening track, I have some little reservations about this. Particular. Have you got some little niggles? I've got some little niggles about it. Um, I really like the lyrics. I think they're great because they work because they're meaningless, but they work really, really well. And you can shout them at a concert. Exactly. But I think it goes on too long. This track is too long. It should be about two minutes shorter and not have such a massive instrumental jam at the end. And there's a single edit version of it as well, which is really badly edited. Instead of it just fading out or editing it so that the instrumental fade out is shorter, it just has a kind of a big explosion in the middle and then it just goes on for another two minutes. It's just... It, yeah, it's like they didn't know how to end it. Yeah, exactly. It's just going on and on and on and on and on and then it ends. I think it could have ended better, is what I'm trying to get over. Yeah, I agree with you entirely on this. It, it's just a little bit too long to be completely enjoyable. Yeah. If they'd made it a bit more punchier and found a way to end it that didn't just end in blah, 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 yeah. into infinity. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind the fact that it fades out on the instrumental bit. I just think that instrumental bit's far too long and doesn't do anything for no, two minutes it just goes and then on. fades out. It's just a repetitive yeah. sound. Yeah. It's just a repetitive sound. Yeah. Just, it's repetitive. just a repetitive sound. <laughs> but other than that, it's a good album. Yeah, it's really good. I really enjoy it. I just wish it was a bit shorter. Speaking of a little bit shorter. Com- complete, that's me. <laughs> it's a completely different sound to anything they've done before, but I think at this point it's still recognisably Genesis. Yeah, I agree. This this is the most Genesis track on this album, probably. Mm. I, well, maybe one maybe, exception. But anyway, we'll get to yeah. that. Let's not spoil it. Mm. Um, but yeah, oddly released as a single, it doesn't strike me as a, no, a I, single I, track. I, actually, this is one of the few tracks on here that I would do as a single, purely because it is punchy and loud. Mm. It's what you'd expect from a Genesis track. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. And if you were going to sell an album that's been booed in Copenhagen, <laughs> uh, you would start with this track. This is the one you. This is the track that will pull people into this album. If you put out there, me and Sarah Jane, or what have you, mm. you are not going to get the average Genesis fan to listen to this album. I suppose not. Not no. the historical Genesis yeah. fan. Yeah, not the fan. Maybe fan. the hysterical Genesis fan. Hysterical But, but not the historical one who's been used to, you know, like <laughs> Trick of the Tail and various other yeah. ones. But they're going to be lost when they hear me and Sarah yeah. Jane and various other tracks. So, yeah, I'd have started with Abacab. Or Akabakak. And another great one to open with. Um, I really love the interplay between the keyboards and the guitar. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but again, that goes to the musical bit at the end, um, which, as you've just said, goes on and on and yeah. on and on. But it's like that. It's a nice interplay if it had been shorter. I, I was more thinking at the introduction, the, the interplay, oh, really? the, the, the start. The keyboard and the guitar are playing the same bits, but they're playing together, So and then they alternate. A harmony. They are alternate yes. as well. So, yeah, I just really like the, inter- the, the thing. And... You know, it's a big crash with the drums coming in to start off with. Oh, next song. Yes, next song is No Reply At All. (laughs) 
To this podcast, probably not, to be fair. Interesting sound to this. Yes. Horn sections stolen from Earth, Wind and Fire. They are, oh, yeah, yeah. It's the, the Phoenix horns, which yeah. Phil used on face value. He did. But this is the first time that Genesis have used outside musicians. It is, since uh, their very first album from yeah. Genesis Revelation. Yeah. yeah. Does it work for you? Yeah, I really like the sound of this one. It's a it's a very different sound for them. It is. And it works really well. I really, really like this track. It lifts, if it wasn't for the horns on this track, yeah. It'd be quite a dull track, it would. but the horns really yeah. lift it. I really, really like this. Now, remember we mentioned a few minutes ago about them being booed? Yes. This is one of the first songs that they were booed playing live. So yeah. they they didn't play it live again? This was released as a single, yeah. but has never been included on any of their singles compilations. Why? I don't know. Because they were... Not that they're embarrassed, I don't think. It's just that they, they tried it, fans didn't seem to like it, so they kind of disowned it. But it's, it's actually one of the... Uh, better tracks on this album. I yeah, think. this I like I say this is one of my favourites on the album. Mm. I really, really like this track. It's punchy, it's bouncy, it's happy. I mean, it's not got that happy. Then everything goes wrong at the end vibe that a lot of Genesis tracks seem to have. It's just great bouncy pop song. It's really good. I really enjoy it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Again, though, considering the historical Genesis fans, yeah, I can see why they may not like it. Yeah, I mean, it's it a very d- different sound. It does sound very much like. A fail solo track, yeah, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Well, it hasn't hurt his career, has it? no, not at all. But Genesis fans, yeah, not their cup of tea, obviously. No, obviously not. But yeah, it's great, I really like it. But we're Genesis fans, yeah. But then again, we're looking this, we're looking at this from the future back. From the future, greetings, listeners from the future. Oh, yeah, <laughs> welcome to the 21st century. Jury. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but we're looking back at this, so we've already heard yeah. what they will become. Yes. So for us, it's maybe less of a culture shock. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know about you, but I heard this after I'd already got used to Genesis and Phil Collins being a thing. Mm. I know. Well, we said last time that Duke was my first album, mm-hmm. um, so I hadn't got that history yeah. so when I heard this I just thought it was a crap album mm. I mean I mean, I just thought crapper cab crapper cab <laughs> yeah I just no I just thought this was an average album yeah um, but I, I don't think I bought this in sequence so mm. I, I had like Duke yeah and then I don't recall listening to this one sequentially after Duke so I was probably already aware of quite a lot of difference I think mm. I heard the Genesis album after Duke then went back to Abacab mm. so I would have already been aware of this kind of music that yeah. they were now doing. So it wasn't as big a shock for me. But I can see why Genesis fans probably didn't. Yeah, I can't I can't remember when I first heard this album. I know I bought it on vinyl as a double pack with Genesis. Both of those two albums in one double mm. package. But I can't remember when I when I heard it. I definitely heard it before Duke though. Well I remember I bought this album on mm. tape and the tape was destroyed. As, as they usually as they were. were. Yeah. It got chewed up by my car stereo. Yeah. It wasn't an eight track before it <laughs> And I remember it was ages before I rebought this album. Yeah. Purely because it was not one of my favourite yeah. albums. Unimportant. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought, no, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. Yeah. But yeah. I was not in a rush. Because I only really liked Abacab at the time. Yeah, but then, and then you see, the more you listen to it, the more you uncover these gems that no. lots of people don't like. Not at all. <laughs> I, I still, quite a lot of the tracks on there are not my favourite mm. tracks. Well, 
it's thing. not one of those albums I've, I've I've come back to and reappraised it. I still find them dire mm. some, of the, some of the tracks. Yeah, but we'll get onto that. But not this one. No, not this one. This, this one's is great. this is a great track. It's a side A, side B thing, isn't mm. it? Because side A of this album is mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, and side B is pretty not. Don't get wrong. Side B itself is not a complete waste, mm-hmm. but it's almost complete. Yeah, this is side A still. We're on, so, yeah, so yeah. still good stuff. It's still good. I mean, I think. It, I really like this track, um, but it does remind me, and I know this came after, but it reminds me of, you remember Red Dwarf? Yes. Um, there was the, I think it's series two, maybe series three episode where the cat did a little dream sequence and he was dancing to a song and it tongue-tied. was tongue-tied. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of that track. <laughs> Do you remember Red Dwarf? Like we're not massive geeks. I wasn't talking to you. Oh, right. I was talking to oh, our listener. Oh, I say, we are massive geeks some yeah. some of our listener might not be in this country. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is a good point. Yeah. yeah. So Red Dwarf was a British science fiction program. I'm going to drop a clip in. Okay. I'm going to find a clip Ooh, of it and drop it in. Good so here's that clip now. Oh, I'm begging on my knees, sweet sweet darling, listen please, understand me when I say. Derble, diggle, doggle, niggle, foggle, nibble, nay. I'm trying to say I'm trying to say Baby, deep down inside I'm trying for no one else but me Too stubborn to say The buck stops here It's not the one you're looking for That was great. That's one of my favourite episodes of Red Dwarf. I really like that. Really? That track as well, oh, that song. Good. Glad yeah. you shared. I- I'm sure you will agree, listener, when you, you listen back to no, that I've, clip. I've talked to him, he doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, next track. Next track is Me and Sarah Jane, another sci fi reference. Sarah Jane, a Doctor Who reference? I think it probably is, yeah. Do you really think it is? No, no. I don't. So what do you think of this one? Um, I Yeah, I like it. I don't. You don't? No. no. It's a slower one again, it's isn't it? It's a slower so. one. It's just like, oh, 
happened to Genesis? Yeah, yeah. And really, this really is a low point for me when, when you listen to this album again. I just don't like this track. It's hmm. just so twee. Well, you should probably should avoid Tony Banks' solo album, The Fugitive, then. I was planning to. Because this sounds like it's taken directly from that. Really? Yeah, except Tony Banks sings all the tracks on The Fugitive. Wow, there's a really good reason for missing that album. Mm. Actually, it's probably my favourite of his solo albums, just because normally Tony Manx, I find him a little bit clinical and emotionless when he does his solo stuff, but because he sings all the, the lyrics on The Fugitive, is actually the strain of him trying to sing them is actually quite emotion-filled. Really? Yeah, so it actually works quite well. So that's my favourite of his solo Are you solo telling albums. me that... Listening to this album brings you to tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listening to the future brings me to tears. Okay. <laughs> but apparently, um, yeah, Tony did record this and sang the song on the demo that he gave to Phil and said, this is how I want it to be. So Phil's just following his melody line for the vocals. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I like this track. Um, I think I think it's it's got some interesting changes, cakey changes. The cakey uh, changes are bad. Um, no, I, I agree with you. Musically, yeah. it's not actually that bad. Yeah. It's just I don't like the lyrics, mm. despite the doctrine reference. What, what do you think the lyrics are about? I have no, no idea. See, see, I think I'm going to go into a, a crazy Gary-style conspiracy theory uh, of the lyrics here. Yeah. Um, it's about somebody's muse. No, it's not about somebody's muse. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like um, a, almost a post-apocalyptic thing of the guy who's the last man on earth. He's, you know, he's making up somebody, Sarah Jane, me and Sarah Jane. It's like, I invent a name. I invent somebody, he's standing on the corner, and now I'm standing on the corner waiting in the rain. I think he's the last man on earth, and he's wandering around, imagining a companion, me and Sarah Jane. That's what I think. But most of your friends are imaginary. All my friends are imaginary. I'm imaginary. That's right, yeah. Mm. Our listener doesn't realise that I'm actually doing both of our voices. (laughs) Correct. That's why we never talk at the same time, ever, ever. Don't we? No. Really? And you never interrupt me. (laughs) Ever, because <laughs> I'm doing your voice. I wish I was your imaginary <laughs> friend. I really do, because then yeah. I could, I could, I don't know. I just, no, I, no, hang on, that doesn't work at all. No, yeah. no, because then I couldn't unimagine you. <laughs> You'd have to unimagine <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I quite like this. I mean, it's got those kind of reggae rhythms almost, without going full on the police. I wouldn't know. I fast forward through this track. Well, well, it's just. Not one of my mm. favourite tracks. I just like it. It's quite bouncy. It's like it's got a tempo. It's mm. little. And it's not that I, I dislike the change that mm. they're making in their songs because I like the later albums. Yeah. Uh, it's just quite a lot of tracks on this don't mm. do it for me. Well, that's fair enough. A lot of Genesis fans would agree with you. Hence the booing. Hence the booing, yeah. Mm. Um, this one is one they play live as well. So God, that would have, have been a going to the bar moment. If I remember rightly, I think a live version of this is on Three Sides Live. But yeah, it's, it, I like this track. I don't think they've completely jumped the shark yet. Mm. That's going to come later on in this album. Yes, it is. I appreciate that it's very different to anything else. So, yeah, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Good. I like the track. Okay. It's a really good one for me. Shall we go into the next track? Yeah. So, what is the next track? Keep it dark. Keep it dark.
dog. So keep it dark. Keep it dark. What did you think? Mm, I'm not keen on this track. Weird. It's my favourite track on the album. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know whether it's the alien abduction theme going on in the yeah. song or what, but I really like this and I like the music and I like the quirkiness. Yeah. When they change towards the end, they get. I really like the drum that yeah. drum fill. I love that bit. Yeah, but I, I like the whole the whole song. I just find it a bit. It's a bit clunky. I find it a little bit emotionless. And I a bit, like the clunkiness of the song. A bit. It should have more oomph to it and more power. And the live version, kind of does. But I just find it, the production is just a little bit clinical, so it doesn't grab me. I like that guitar line, that, the opening guitar bit I like. And I like that... Are you going to do this the whole album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the drummy bit. They actually based it on that drum loop. They came up with that drum loop first, and then they based the song around that. But I just find the rest of it a bit... Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, listen to what you've said, but you're mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> it's a really good track. It does seem to be a very popular one amongst Genesis fans. Mm. I, 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 I have to say this is my favourite track in the world. Mm. But it's going back to that fancy again, isn't it? And you, yeah. you like the story stuff. I do. Um, and it's, it's telling a story. I love the whole Twilight mm. Zone. I mean, I do like the story. Yeah. I do like the story. I just think the execution's a bit... Yeah, and it's not a bad track. Just not my favourite... I like the the introduction mm. um, because it's jarring because it's yeah. almost when when you start the instruments are almost out of sync with each other yeah. and you get this jarring intro mm. um, where the drums come in and they're kind of out of sync with everything else. Yeah, I kind of, I like that. It, mm. it it adds it adds I think another worldly feel to this song. Yeah, to fit the theme. Yeah, because it's it's almost like jarring from one location to another. I know that sounds weird. Yeah. But it's just the way the music jars at the beginning. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna ask you a question though. Um, oh no. The phrase Yours. keep it dark. Keep a dog. Keep a dog. As I always thought it was. <laughs> keep a dog. Keep a dog. I always wonder what the hell is this thing about? What, what's wrong with this dog? <laughs> I thought it was like a RPCA. Well you see that kind of brings me back to the point I was gonna make. The mm. question is, keep it dark. Is that a real phrase? Because now I have heard the phrase before. But I can't remember if I heard the phrase before I heard this in the, in the context of this song, or whether I've heard anybody use that phrase not in the context of referring to this song. To be honest, I've never heard the phrase before. Mm. On the down low, I've heard various yeah. other versions of that where mm. keep it quiet, yeah. but I've never heard anybody say keep it dark. Yeah. So maybe, It seems really odd. But then again, they've been touring the world at this point. Yeah, it's maybe true. This is, maybe this is a phrase that she is more commonly abroad. Maybe, maybe. I mean... And we are in the 21st century now. I'm the future. Maybe it was quite a common phrase in the early 80s. Maybe it was. This is a popular track with people. Mm, not my favourite. Don't massively dislike it, but at the same time, it's not, not my favourite one. Yeah, I, could, I could take it or leave it. Although, Simon Collins, Phil Collins's son, I did do a cover of this. Did he really? He did, yeah. It's quite different. Have you got it? Um, I don't. You can't buy it anymore. It was only released on vinyl, I think, and it's not... But it is available to view on the YouTubes. So, are you going to put a clip on there for us, no? I am. I'll put a clip right about now.
So what do you think to that version? You're gonna hate me. I loved it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I really like the intro, uh, especially yeah. where they had the the, the mm. singing before the music started. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, Simon Collins uh, had uh, his own band, a prog band called Sound of Contact, and their album's called Dimensionaut. Very good album. Actually, oh, very. Good. I have to get that. Because yeah. I really like that. It's really good. I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, he's his voice. He sounds very much like his, his dad. dad, and yeah. he does on the Dimensional album. He sounds very much like his dad. Yeah. And while that version of it is, is obviously rearranged slightly mm-hmm. differently, it's not a million miles away. Mm. Um, but I think they've added a dimension to it that does make it different, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Glad you introduced me to that. Yeah. There you go. Um, you're welcome. I Although be downloading uh, Simon's album. Yeah. Sorry. No. I should be buying Simon's <laughs> album. <laughs> it, it is worth it. The Sound of Contact album is very, very good. Um, although, unfortunately, it seems the band has split up. Mm. So, but anyway, um, but did one thing that you you were mentioning that uh, you thought it was uh, Keep a Dog. Yeah. Um, before one thing that did remind me, listen to that Simon Collins version though, is when it says. Um, uh, a thousand, a thousand odd creatures with happier lives. I thought that's not many, is it? A thousand odd, a thousand odd. That's not many on a planet. Not really. That's probably why they're so happy. Yeah. yeah. There's not many of them. <laughs> yeah, not many of them. A thousand odd creatures. Okay. So now we'll move on to Dodo and Lurker. Yeah. Fly, is that you? <laughs> Alright, they do charge me a bit more at the airport. But, you know, I have to fly freight sometimes, but that's not the point, is it? Uh, what do you think of this one then? It's alright. Um, I know, I didn't mind Dodo, mm-hmm. but look is a bit odd. It's mm-hmm. a musical interlude that ends with a riddle mm-hmm. that even, uh, is it Banks or other Banks? Tony Banks. Yeah, it says hasn't got a solution it's well, just something they made up let's thrash out this solution then so what are the clues um, <laughs> you had to ask he's got clothes of brass yeah hair of brown yeah seldom needs to breathe yeah doesn't need any wings to fly yeah he's got a heart of stone yeah and a fear of fire and water yeah who am I I don't know submarine 
Why is it called stone at Heart of Stone? It's a nuclear submarine. Where's the stone coming? I don't know. That's what nuclear. It's like a nuclear doesn't rod. That, doesn't that a nuclear stone? Uranium's a stone, isn't it? There, there you go. <laughs> so where's the fly bit coming? It's in the water. It's flying in the water. What? <laughs> You're making this... Oh. You're an idiot. I'm surprised you didn't question me about the hair of brown, to be honest. <laughs> where's the hair of brown coming? <laughs> Seaweed. Growing on the outside of the submarine. As it, Seaweed does as it flies around. Submarines. As it flies they around underwater. There are paintings that stop that. It's an old submarine. And it's not made of brass. It's an old submarine that was made of brass. Jesus. Uh, so you think it's about a submarine? It's about a submarine, yeah. Okay. So ignoring that, because <laughs> we should. Yeah. Dodo. Is yes. this? What is this? Is this an ecological song? Uh, no, I think it's nonsense again. But um, yeah, kind of. It's got that kind of ecological message at the stars and the animal protection sort of thing. But it's like. It's like they've gone into a studio and are pitching several different movies. Hmm. Each verse, yeah. if you like, of that song is a completely different story. But there's no overriding arch unless, you know, some of them are sort of ecological. Yeah. Like, don't know. Mink Minky's pretty, Minkies. so Minky yeah. must die. But then it's it, a social commentary. Yeah, but then it goes off the rails about something else. Yeah. And so it's not entirely about animals and animal welfare. It's yeah. not a WWF song. Mm -hmm. Federation? No, not anymore. It's not one of those. Yeah. So, uh, what? it's just gibberish. Meanwhile, lurking by a stone in the mud, exactly. two eyes look to see what I was. Yeah, that's great, though. But it is gibberish. It is gibberish, uh, but I do like it. It's a good sing-along one, though, even though it is gibberish. Yeah, you don't know what you're singing. Yeah. Minky pretty, Some minky, minky must die. die. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's alright. It's not one of my favourites. Oh, it's, it's probably my favourite one now. To be honest, you've got terrible taste. I love this one. I think everything musically it all fits together. You've not heard a lot of Steve Hackett solo stuff, but the opening bit, the, the dodo section, I think it sounds like it could be from a Steve Hackett album to me. It sounds like a solo Steve Hackett. Thing. It really does. Um, if you listen to the, the stuff he was releasing around about this time, it would fit on there perfectly. And I love the keyboard bit in the lurker. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's do. probably the bit I like. You most, walk around humming that to yourself. Yeah, um, I do. In fact, <laughs> yeah. um, it is. It is very catchy, and yes. you do find yourself humming it after mm. listening to this track because it, it is. But it's just yeah. that the rest of it is gibberish, quite literally. Yeah, I mean Tony's lyrics. So Tony's not the most well-known coherent <laughs> lyricist in the band, as is, evident, um, as is evident by this track. Yeah, but I really, I really like this track. This is this is. My favourite on the album, I think. I think they probably should have opened with this one rather than Abacab. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this opens the second side of the vinyl album. But this isn't this isn't nearly strong enough. No, I don't know. There'd have been more booing. Mm, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I mean, this was the track they opened the Genesis tour, their 1983 album tour. Yeah, but a lot of so, the hate would have died by then. <laughs> yeah, quite probably. Yeah. People have got used to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I do like this track. Uh, Phil's silly voices are back. Yes, they are. There were no silly voices on the last two albums. No, we managed to get away with that. A single yeah. silly voice. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of silly voices on that, and then there were three with the, the Lady Lies and Say It's Alright, Joe, but nothing really. And then we're back with the silly voices. Awesome. I like a silly voice. Yeah. But, yeah, but this was originally a much longer suite of tracks. Really? Yeah, there was these two Dodo Lurker, and there was also a track called Nami Nanu, not Nanu Nanu, Nami Nanu, okay. um, and a track called Submarine. Um, and oh. the, and so Nami Nanu. Is this where you're getting your submarine idea? Yeah, from? probably. Okay. Well, Nami Nanu and submarine both B sides, 
uh, released from this this album. Uh, but Nami Nani would have come first, then Dodo Lurker, and then they would have ended with Submarine, which is a little, they're both instrumental tracks, those two. So it would have been a much longer 15, 20 minutes. Well, they don't want to be doing that. Yeah. They've gone away from that. No, exactly. That's what they decided. That's why they took it off. You see. Yeah. That's, why, that's why we had it. the Duke track split. Yeah. That yeah. So that would have been that, but they decided against it. Those two tracks are really good, but they will be covered. We'll cover those. They're on the archive. Okay. The archive two, which we'll cover separately. So don't talk too much about that. So anything more to say about this? Track? No, no. I just love it. My favourite. What's the answer to the riddle? It's a submarine. Clearly, it's a submarine. I, I, I no. If you're so clever, what is it? I'll get back to you on that <laughs> after the next track. All right, let's go. Is this is this something good then? Oh damn it! It's not parrot's not back, is he? No, no, no. It's just who done it. Right, goodness sake. Was it you or was it me or was it he or she? Was it you or was it me? Or was it he or she? Was it I or was it me? Or was it ecstasy? Was it you or was it me? Or was it he or she? Was it I or was it me? Or was it ecstasy? Was it you or was it me? Or was it he or she? Bloody noise. So, who done what? <laughs> Don't know. This is just a noise. It's repetitively awful in every possible way. I hate this track. You know what? I'm going to shock and amaze you now. Put your trousers back on. <laughs> right. Can I give you my opinion of the song instead? Sure, why not? Yeah. I actually quite like it. I find it quite refreshing. It's completely different to anything they ever record ever again or anything they've recorded up to now there's a good reason for that it's bloody awful <laughs> but I actually find it quite refreshing I think quite interesting that they've decided to go in that direction I just think they was sat there and they jammed this because they didn't have anything better to do that afternoon it's terrible don't get me wrong I'm glad they didn't go this way a bit more often and do any more things like this but as a little oddity, I, I say I find it quite interesting and refreshing that they completely prepared to throw everything out that they they're known for and do something so different. Oddity's right; they don't come much of it. This. <laughs> they don't. They don't. I, I, it's just a noise. It's not even like probably, a jazzy sort of um, <laughs> jazz, hey, let's sit jazz down fusion. And just, yeah, let's just sit down and jam this. Yeah. It's too structured to yeah. be jammed. Yeah. So they actually intended it to but sound no, this it, But no, it was a jam. They were messing around. Tony apparently was messing around with the, the keys on his keyboard and different effects. And uh, they just jammed along to it and wrote the thing. And then Phil wrote the lyrics. 
lyrics in inverted commas. Um, no, but not... yeah, Silly Voices. Yeah. Silly Voices back, second song silly in a row. Silly um, This is probably the most hated Genesis song. Get away. Genesis fans. Really? Yeah, people what hate, a surprise. People hate this more than they hate pigeons. Wow, that is a surprise, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that is dire, as we discussed before. But, yeah. but this is also dire, but it's its own <laughs> dire kind of way. Yeah. At least this is. I mean, this is this is the opposite opposite end of the Genesis spectrum, isn't it? You've got Supper's Ready at one end, and you've got Who Done It at the very other end, and everything else can be fitted quite neatly somewhere on that scale. Yeah, this is definitely the, the crappier <laughs> end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, d- I, I disagree with the crappier end. The, the opposite end. <laughs> it's the the very opposite of Supper's Ready, this track. It's a bloody noise. So you can't say that they don't try and do things differently. Because they clearly Just do. Just because you can <laughs> doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yes, we've used that line before. Yes. But yeah, like I say, I, I quite enjoy this. I know it's hated. I know you probably hate it. I do, do hate it. it. I do. Um, yeah. I, but I, I, I find it refreshing. Unbelievably, they played it live. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Tony Banks used to wear a snorkel and a diving mask. I'd have worn a paper bag over my hand if I was playing this live. And Phil did his silly voices live. But yeah, so who done it? Who done it? Who done what? Who done what? No, that's the question I'm asking you. Who who done it? And who who done it? Was it was it you or was it me? Or was it he or she? I don't know. But what did they do? Don't know. Was it a murder? Don't know. You know who we need? What? Barrow? No, we don't. Yeah. No. Let's just move on swiftly to the next track. Man yeah. on the corner. Where? No, that's not true. Nobody knows it. And nobody cares. Cause there's no hiding place. There's no hiding place. Follow you and me. Are we just like Stay there. Yeah, wow, what a uh, uh, terrible dirge. We are in agreement on this one at least, because I think this is just dull. Yeah. Ugh. Song about a loony on the corner, maybe one of those nutters you see mumbling to themselves. Yeah, he's a lonely that... man there on the corner. What's he waiting for? I don't know. And I don't care. Yeah. To be perfectly frank. He waits um, there every day though. But it's so I mean, this could ideally music styley mm. be on Phil's album. Yeah. Um, oh, well, this is Phil's solo contribution to this album. So we had me and Sarah Jane, that was Tony's track. This is Phil's. The next one is Mike's, and all the rest are joint collaborations. But the, this is but a this prime example of why they should always collaborate. I see, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, I like Phil's solo albums. I know you do. I don't think this even deserves a place on any of his solo albums. I think this is a Phil B side at best. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just dire. And, and this was a single. Yeah, no, I can't believe it's they released it as a single. Uh, what? I mean, this is this is not a good advert for this album. No, 
It's not at all. It's you, just you've got, to, you've got to assume that when they released it as a single, it was the band pushing mm. for this to be released as a single. Yeah. Because you can't imagine their management agreeing to this as a single. Mm. Even if you take into account the music that was available at the time, mm. this would have come over as a slow dirge. Yeah. I mean, I think the next track would have made a better single. But yeah, they released this for some reason. I don't. I just don't. Don't know why. It, I, can't even I can't put it into words I just find this track incredibly dull mm. I don't think it's good um, I yeah. think if they'd released it as a b-side I think you'd have forgotten it yeah well, I think we should uh, that's all we need to say uh, about yeah it track. is but like it or not let's go on to the next track So, like it or not, what did you think? I like it. I don't love it. Yeah. But I like it. It's not completely awful. Yeah, it's very, it's great, it's pleasant. It's not dull like Man on the Corner. No. Um, but it's not exciting like Who Done It. No. It's just, it just, oh, oh, but oh, mm. if it had only been, what's the word, better? Yeah. Um, I would have really liked it, maybe, yeah. but but as it is, I I tolerate it. Yeah. So I say this is this is Mike's contribution. I think this is the closest on this album. This is the closest to a track that could have been on Duke in style. Um, I think Mike's written something that's that's almost that classic Duke style of Genesis without quite being yeah. that. Um, it's all right. I, I quite enjoyed it. I think it would have made a better single, like I said, than Man on the Corner. Yeah, Man on the Corner was awful. Yeah. Um, this has at least got a bit more... It's got a bit more swing to it. Yeah, it's got a nice guitar line to mm. it. And, you know, it's quite understated, really. You could listen to this yeah. track. They'd listen to it and enjoy it and not pass you by. If this was a B-side, you'd be saying, why is this a B-side? This should be an A-side. Yeah. Um, by maybe another band, like Genesis. Yeah. But, no, I quite enjoy this track. Um, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's hitting that problem of, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a, in a little bit, about the second side of this album. Mm. It's a second side problem. It is, it is. Um, um, it's, it's worrying that they say they had enough material mm. for a double album, Yeah. but they thought this was good enough, and the last yeah. track was good enough to be on this album. It makes you wonder about the stuff that was rejected. Well, I'm think, I think what they said was they had an hour's worth of material that they rejected, because it sounded too much like old style Genesis. So you're talking, and then there were three in Duke style. I could listen to more. Well, I could as well, but they wanted to do something different. So they chose the songs to use that were different, which, regardless of whether you like them or not, these songs are not typical Genesis songs. Not, not by the long stretch of the imagination. So, no. I mean, I would lo- love to hear the stuff they rejected. because I don't know if I'd love to hear it. Well, I would, because if it was like Duke and and then there were three, then it probably would have been better than most of this rubbish. That is true, yeah. I mean, I, I don't ever need to live my life and hear Man on the Corner again. 
No. I, no. I will, because when I listen to Abacab, I will listen to the whole thing, and that would be it. But If I'm honest... When I, I won't was, enjoy it, goddammit. No, when I was listening to this <laughs> album to, in preparation for doing this podcast, I found myself reaching for mm. the fast-forward button on so many occasions. Mm, yeah. But there you go. So yeah. that leads into the last track. Yeah, shall we put another record on? Yeah, please. Yeah? Yeah, not this one. Mm. This is Genesis Does the Blues, isn't it? That's what I've yeah, written. But, oh, jeez. Yeah. It's another non-hit for me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those... It's funny because it's got that opening set sequence, which is very almost traditional Genesis again. Yes. And then it completely changes. A massive cakey change, and the rest of the song is completely different. Yeah, completely dull. Yeah, it's not great. No. Yeah, put another record on, because you know he likes it. It, but nobody that, likes this song, surely. Is this the man on the corner who's uh, wanting must, another record be. on Listen now? Is it? IPod, on yeah. the corner. Yeah. So what's this song about? I mean, is it like, you know, is it about homelessness? Is it about ageing? Is it about fading careers? What's it about? It's just... It's certainly about my losing the will to mm. live. Yeah, not, I mean, this is not a great track to end the album on, I no. don't think. It's, it's, it's a low point, yeah. again. Uh, we've, had, we've had some nice tracks on this album. Yeah. Not as many as I would have liked. Yeah. But usually when they do an album, the last track's usually quite a good yeah. track. It's usually a good lead out for the album. Yeah, this is a terrible lead yeah. out. It just, it just, you get to the end of the song, and instead of going, that's in the album, mm. you're more, thank Christ for that. Yeah. Put another record on. Don't mind if I do. Can it be an earlier Genesis <laughs> album? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'm not a great fan of uh, Something else that bugs me about this song, it's got that synthesised harmonica sound in it that was in loads of 80s tracks yeah it's like why we don't need harmonica in anything no. really unless it's a blues track yeah then, there's, then they fit fine but, but this is but this is not a blues yeah. track not bluesy enough anyway no definitely not not my favourite track on the album I think it, it's a poor end yeah. but the intro to this, this track doesn't fit the rest of the track no it's just like they've, they've got oh we've got this great intro yeah and a terrible song to add mm. to it. It just doesn't. I think there's that drum roll and it's. That's the 80s. Is it? Oh, okay. But yeah, not not big fan yeah. of this. Yeah. So, so what do you think of the album as a whole then? Album as a whole. Let yeah. me see. Uh, it was average. Yeah. Um, started off pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, very different. Mm-hmm. 
But as I say, I, I had this album, bought it originally on cassette. The yep. cassette got, got destroyed, chewed up by my machine. Mm-hmm. Did not run out to rebuy this album. No. I think that says a lot. Yeah. It's th- this is a problem with this album, and it's the problem with the next album as well. When we get onto it, is that you could easily edit out three or four of the tracks, and you wouldn't miss them. You'd actually make the album better. You could combine this album and the next album, all the best tracks on that, into one single album. It would be a fantastic album. But instead you've got a kind of an okay album. Oh, we may be in for a bit of an argument, because I might, I might quite like the next album. We don't know. Oh, we don't know, do we? We'll have to wait it's to find not, out. It's not been released yet. It's only 1981. We've got to wait two years for the next album to get released. Gosh. I know. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So I think that, that's the problem with these two albums. But that said, the tracks that are good are great. Uh, uh, Abacab. I'm not. Even with Abacab, I'm not. Dodo Lurker. I'm not going to say great. You said Dodo Lurker. I I did say Dodo Lurker. But no, I I can't honestly, hand on heart, say Mm. any of these tracks are great. Some Mm. of them are tolerable, Mm -hmm. and some of them are good. Yeah. I wouldn't say great to any Mm. of these tracks. Not even no reply at all. Definitely not no reply at all. No. Um, I say, keep it dog. Probably my favourite track on here. Yeah. But it is my favourite track on here. Yeah. It wouldn't even come in my top 100 Genesis tracks. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's really, really inconsistent. It's a big, big change to the sound, and it shows. Mm. Swing and a miss for me, this album. Yeah. yeah. They've tried something new. Yeah. And they have. Yeah. But it's. Uh, I can see why the people were booing it. Yeah. I mean, it sets, even, sets even, up the rest of the 80s for them. Even now, if I went to see Genesis now, mm. should they have? Yeah. Um, when they played a track from this album, mm. that would be my time to go to the bar. Oh, even Abacab? Yeah. Even Who Done It? Yeah. You only have two minutes to get to the bar if it was Who Done It. It's not very long. It doesn't take me long at the bar. Just run. No, I just drink really fast. <laughs> no, but you wouldn't get to the bar because everybody else would be going to the bar during Who Done It. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, say, yeah, not one of my favourite albums. Never will be. I've tried to listen to it again this time, but I did find myself skipping through tracks. Yeah, I mean, I get to Dodo Lurker, and after Dodo Lurker, I'm like, yeah, I don't need to listen to the rest of this, really. Yeah. Quite a few before then, I didn't mm. need to listen to Yeah. Not, a, not one of our favourites, then. No, definitely not one of my favourites. Mm. Probably. I to listen to it for this podcast. I, I'm going I'm to say one of my least favourite albums. This would not be my very, very least favourite album, but would be bottom... Three. But then I like a lot of the individual tracks on their own. Yeah. But the album as a whole just doesn't work for me. No, no, I'm, I concur with you mm. on that. A couple of good tracks, but on the whole, yeah. I'd miss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, anyway, I, I can see the shadow of the gallows. We're almost on the other side. Good, because I think I'm, I'm feeling really, really queasy. The, this has not been a great crossing for me. <laughs> well, it, it's quite rough, isn't it, on the, <laughs> on the Thames at this time of day? It is. In fact, in fact, oh, I, God, think, okay. I think I'm, huh, I'm going to cut some music. Finish throwing up and get up this ladder. We haven't got much time left to get to the lawyers. There, there's a subway. Run! Can we can we stop for a beer? I'm done in. No, quick, 
Down the stairs. Now, flash the machine your oyster. I do beg your pardon. I can't help it if these shorts keep riding up. Your oyster card, you idiot. Follow me. I know this underground like the back of my hand. What I'm trying to say is we're completely lost. Temporarily misplaced. My sense of direction is legendary. It's this way. That's the way we've just come from. Okay. Uh, this way. Let's get above ground, see where we are. Ah, fresh air. <coughs> sort of. According to the GPS on my phone, we've got about two miles to go that way. Please, for the love of God, no more running. Aha, look what I've just spotted. Oh, when I said earlier about a clever segue, I meant... Exactly, rentable segways. Get on one and I'll pay the man. Jesus, things are wobbly. Still, they're super balanced, so only an idiot could fall up! Get off the floor, we've only got them for half an hour, so we have to move. Out of the way, out of the way! How rude, and you, missus! Oh man, there's a lot of nuns about today. Blimey, these things are nippy. Are we nearly there yet? I can feel the wind rushing through my hair. Well, you shouldn't have worn those shorts. I can see the building up ahead, step on it! Right, here we are. Quick! Through the door. We only have a couple of minutes. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. I saw around the world in 80 days, and we're forgetting something very important. Hurry up! What is it? Well, my good man, because of all the international datelines we passed during our travels, I think you'll find it's actually yesterday today. Or, or is it tomorrow, yesterday? Oh, you really are. It's still today. We didn't cross any datelines. Now run! Stop, 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 stop. This is it, this is it. Filthy rich and cat flap. Come on in. Wait, wait, the door's locked. There's a sign here saying back in five minutes, but, but we've only got three to sign the contract. What do we do? Wait, are you talking to me? Why would I ask you what we should do? Like, you could possibly have a serious... Well, I bet this is a trick to default on the contract. Look over there. There's a window and a convenient ledge. We'll work our way around the outside and enter the office through the window. That's actually a good idea. Well done. Come on. Come on, come on. Along this ledge. Don't look down. With you directly in front of me, I think I'd rather look down. Here we are. Look through the window. I can see lawyers and Big Jim. They're all drinking champagne and laughing. They think they're foiled us. Well, not for long. Aha! Caught you in the act. Oh, Damn it. I didn't think you boys would make it. Well, we did. Give me that contract. Actually, that's my shopping list. Wow. That's a lot of lobster. Give me the real contract. And with a minute to spare. Well, the pub's all yours. I didn't think you'd make it all the way down here. What with him slowing you down? Simon? Simon didn't slow me down. I wasn't talking to you. Oh, hurtful. Well, nothing was going to get between me and owning that pub. Not you, not him. Not who? Yeah, and I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you pesky Genesis fans. Yeah, we, we hear, hear that a lot. lot. Oi, you two. I've tracked you halfway across this city. Nobody short changes a London cabbie. 
I've got the knowledge. I admire your persistence. There's a tip in this for you. How much do we owe you? Another 50p. Big Jim, pay the man. Uh, no. Okay. Gary, what have you got in your pockets? 50p and a mento covered in lint. Pay the man. Thank you. So, Simon, what now? Do you want to talk about Genesis? Haven't we just done that? Well, you can never get enough Genesis. But actually, it will give us something to do while we catch the bus to Wembley. Why are we going to Wembley? We aren't playing football again, are we? No, don't you remember? I told you. About the live gig we're playing there. We're doing what? Explosion. Um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know at revelationstationpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.